as I said, this is a significant day for the body of Christ at large. This day marks the defeat of the enemy and the victory for every believer in Christ Jesus. And um, I'm not going to be talking about that today, but I thought I was going to mention that because we have that to celebrate about. And we need to remember that, you know, at times we forget about this victory that Jesus has conquered Satan. Do you remember the Bible says how when Jesus was in, in hell and the, devil, the, the demons were just having a fun time because they thought they, they, they had him by the short and curlies. But the Bible says that on the third day, being this day, he rose again. They were baffled and confused. And the Bible says that they would never have crucified the Lord of glory had they have known this was going to happen. Because now there are many people who have the power of God residing in them. And this is what the devil didn't want. But I want to encourage us that we have the greater one within us. And that wherever we go, we have that power that resides within us to defeat the enemy as we remember who resides within us, Jesus, the hope of glory. And so with that, today we're going to speak about something that was really burning upon my heart as I was going about my devotion with the Lord and as I was going about my time, I really felt a strong urge to speak on this. And it's called the necessity of knowing him. The days that we're in right now, it's really disheartening if you're not a Christian. It's really, you feel so disillusioned and hopeless if you're not a Christian. But when you know him, it will change everything. And in order to stand strong, and in order to make sure that you're standing in a way that you won't be crushed or defeated, we need to know him. God has given us his holy word, 66 books of the Bible to benefit us in actually getting to know him. The Bible also tells us that in John chapter 3, how Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee, went to Jesus at night. He was wanting to know more he was he was a religious guy so he had education he had knowledge but he didn't want religion he wanted a relationship and he wanted to know he wanted to know him there's a lot of people who just go to church for going to church sake he didn't want that anymore he wanted an encounter. He wanted an experience. He wanted to go further. He wanted to go deeper. And so, 
we read about Nicodemus saying, Lord, how can I be born again? Because Jesus was saying, you have to be born again. How can I be born again? I mean, look, I, I, do I have to be born, come out my mom's womb again? No. You have to be born of the water and of the Spirit. And Nicodemus had that encounter that transformed him. Later on, that you can read in the scriptures how he was part of helping um, Jesus when he was actually crucified. He was, I've, I've forgotten what part. He, was, he played a significant part. But he had an encounter with him. And he went to Christ. And remember, the Bible says this. If you want to get to know God, you have to go through Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So in order to get to know God, you have to go through the door. Jesus is the door. We need to go to him. And Nicodemus done just that. In this society that we're living in, we want things quick. Everything quick, 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 quick loans, quick, quick, quick food. You go to McDonald's. In fact, you know what? I was I was I searched up on the internet yesterday. There's a shop called Quick. Wow. And guess what they sell? Fast food. Fast. Oh, oh, oh John Mark, have you been there? <laughs> hey. Anyway, they sell burgers, fries, all those kind of things. But in this society that we're in right now, everybody wants it quick and wants it now. You're scrolling. Yeah, you can see this. But when it comes to the Lord, you have to take your time. And any relationship, you have to take time. You can't be quick. And that's the thing that we have to undo. When you're in the presence of the Lord, we have to learn to wait on Him. We have to learn to be quiet and still, hearing Him, knowing what He is wanting us to do, knowing what is He saying at this time. And we have to take quality time to use the different mediums that we have to get to know him. Because it's a journey in getting to know the Lord. There's so much. There's so much for all of us. You see, spiritual growth just doesn't happen it's not something that just you stumble on you might do but my point is you've got to be deliberate you've got to be uh, very deliberate just like how we were deliberate this morning to wake up go to the shower brush our teeth and whatever and have our wash we have to be deliberate in spending time 
reading, feeding, praying, seeking, hearing, tuning in with him and what he is saying. Paul the apostle said this. He said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead now hear this Paul was suffering greatly for the sake of the gospel at that time and at this time he was in prison he had been beaten many times he had been dragged around from the Mediterranean in chains and had been shamed many times for the sake of Jesus. And Paul explained that none of what of that was important when considering his relationship with God. Now, Paul the Apostle, as some of you may know, used to be called Saul. And he used to persecute Christians. He used to torture Christians. And see to it, he got, when they wanted to persecute Christians, they, they used to come to him and say, listen, can we go and stone these people? Because look, they're promoting Christ. And now, he turned into a, to a Christian. One of those that they wanted to, um, the, the, where he was wanting to be, how can I put it? He basically turned into a Christian now. And now, he was getting, he was on this journey in knowing, wanting to know Christ, wanting to know the Lord, wanting to have intimacy with him. And apart on, on this journey, he's recognizing, he was, he was being greatly used by the Lord. But along this journey, he was recognizing, he wants to experience what it's like in every dimension, not to, to the point where being beaten, being crucified like Christ and, and having that fellowship with him. All that, you see, you know when Christ was on the cross, before he got to the cross, he got to the point and he said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And this is what Paul was wanting to fellowship and, and have that communion with it because it's, it's not just the glory parts, it's the parts that are not so glorified it's horrific and it's painful he wanted to experience everything what it really meant to be intimate with his maker See, because of, he was not bothered about being bruised and battered. He just wants to have intimacy with him because that's the safest place to be. That is the safest place to be, intimate with your maker. I'm reminded of a missionary who said that I would rather be, and at this time, this, at this time it was it was unsafe to be in Africa at that time. 
because of the different diseases that was taking place way back. And people were reluctant to go. But this particular missionary said, I'd rather be in Africa in the will of God, doing the will of God for my life, than to be in on the throne of England. He was prepared to do whatever it takes to be in the will of God. I want to share with you some reasons why, why we must know the Lord. You see, look, the devil knows that God is real. He has knowledge of him. And there are lots of people who have knowledge of God. But it's not about the, just the having the knowledge. It's about having an encounter. Because when you have an encounter, you're changed. You're not the same. You won't walk the same. You don't talk the same. Because Christ has changed you. And so, I want to share with you just a few reasons why we must have intimacy. I know it may be obvious, but to some it may not be. So let's share some. Reason one is this. This is what Christianity is all about. It's about knowing him. We take the, the liberty of coming here every week most weeks because some weeks we go down to Greenwich and we set up everything here for him we don't do this for ourselves. we just use it to we use all the instrument but in, 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 in all of it we're doing it to bring glory to his name to see people helped strengthened but ultimately we're doing this for Jesus and Christianity it's about knowing him. It's about intimacy with him. It's not about ceremony and form and religion. It's not about, we must put this here. We must make sure. It's, it's, listen, it's about having a relationship, knowing him, having fellowship with him. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 17 verses 1 to 4. After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one. You have given him and this is the way to have eternal life to know you the only true God and Jesus Christ the one you sent to earth it's about knowing him it's about having fellowship with him it's about hearing what he is saying You see, because if we don't have encounters and we don't have experiences and we don't have those, if we don't have those things, we will have religion. We will have form. 
We will have ceremony. And this is why we need to press in, in knowing him, in the days that we're in, so that we're safe and secure. We'll be able to hear, we'll be able to be strong, we'll be able to know, we'll be able to make accurate decisions because we know him. Number two, I think I've touched it, but I'll just read it anyway. Another reason why we need to know the Lord is this. We will walk in religious experience with God of the Bible if we're not filled with the life of God. We'll walk in a religious experience. And I'll read what it's, I've got here in, in John chapter 15. And it says this, Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, why do your disciples disobey our age-old tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. Jesus replied, and why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commands of God? For, in for instance... God says, honor your father and your mother. And anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But, to, but you say, it is all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you. For I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. And in this way, you say, they don't need to honor their parents. And so, you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their Worship is false, for they teach man ideas as God, as commands from God. That's so scary when I read that, because we are all susceptible to this. It's not just the Pharisees and the Sadducees. It's scary, because we are all vulnerable. We don't need to wear long robes. To signify that we're religious. It's all about the heart. Man looks on the outward, but God sees the heart. And this is why we need to continually expose ourselves in the presence of God. Continually expose ourselves to the word of God to transform us. Another reason why we must get to know the Lord is so that we can stand strong in the days ahead. So that we can stand strong in the days ahead. 
in the book of Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 it reads the part B but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits shall be strong and do exploits God wants to do exploits through every single one of you here he wants to use you mightily as you position yourself in his presence as you position your heart and align your heart with his because he's got a plan he's got an assignment for each of you here to work in and amongst the earth where he's placed one person he's not placed another because he wants the light to shine right across the board and God wants to do mighty signs and wonders through his people as we open ourselves to him and let me say this you don't need to be anyone special all God is looking for is a yielded vessel he just he just wants somebody who can trust him somebody who's saying Lord I am available for you to use doesn't matter how weak you are in fact you're the perfect candidate because he's looking for weak people he's not looking for some strong people you know that's, that's one thing that the Lord reminded me is it, is it last week I was saying Lord man, why isn't this thing working out and he was saying because you Nicholas you're relying upon yourself you're relying upon your own resources your own knowledge you know sometimes when we get lots of knowledge you feel good you feel powerful so yeah gonna knock out the world <laughs> because you get knowledge but the Bible says that knowledge puffs up and this is why we have to remember as it's written in the book of Proverbs that we're to trust in the Lord with all our heart and not lean on our own understanding don't trust in your own understanding we thank God for education we thank God for qualifications. Loads of our young people are going to uni. It's great. Keep it up. But when it comes to the Lord, when it comes to doing something great for him, when it comes to your life, rely upon him. Trust in him. And use the knowledge that you've been given as well. But let there be total absolute trust in him another reason and the final reason on this section is why we should get to know the Lord is this so we can get so we, we would know his ways rather than his acts so that we'll know his ways rather than his acts. Psalm 103, verse 1 to 7 says, Praise the Lord. 
all my soul and all the innermost parts being praise his holy name praise the lord all my soul and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases who redeems your life from destruction i'm reading the king james and i've got the nlt here beautiful and crowns you with loving kindness and compassion who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles the Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways. Everybody say, he made known his ways. And his deeds to the people of Israel. We don't want to know just his acts. We need to know his ways. And when it comes to his ways, it's coming to the point where you are presenting basically your will. You're, 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 you're saying, Lord, like what Jesus did, not my will, but your will be done. You're wanting to bring everything in alignment to what he wants you to do with your life. So if it means that you have to let go of something that you don't want to do, that, and then you yield to and you do what he asks you to do, that's you coming in alignment with his will and his purpose. Because remember, Jesus... He didn't, want, he didn't want to be detached from the Father because he knew he was going to leave. That pr the presence of God was going to be removed from him for three days. And then he was not going to be with the presence of God anymore. And he was like, oh, Lord. But, Lord, nevertheless, not my will. Yours be done. And his will to, to the point of death was given over. And I believe that God has got different things for each of us. But there's a point where each of us have to sacrifice something. I don't know. Each of us. We're, we're, there's going to be a time like that because it's, it's just, just how it is. How God has ordained it to be. And the other thing about it as well with Moses... The Bible calls him, he was a friend of God. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 33, verse 11, it says that the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. He would speak with him. And as he was in the presence of God, his face would just glow. This, which is why... At times, the Bible says he had to cover his face because the glory was so strong. The people of God said, oh, wow, the presence of God. And this can happen today by, you know, with certain people, you can see God's glory upon them. But God is wanting to have that encounter with each of us because, look, he made us to have communion. He wants to have fellowship. He wants to have a relationship but he needs time. He needs our time. We need to be deliberate in doing that. So, I want us to look at a few things here that I believe will help us again to 
get to know the Lord intimately. So the first thing that I've got here is this. So, in fact, I've got, yeah, seven things or so. The first thing that I believe that will really help us is this, the word of the Lord, the word of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15 to 16, it reads this. You have been taught the holy scriptures from childhood, and they have been given you the, the wisdom to receive salvation that comes by trusting in Jesus, in Christ Jesus. And all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. That's great news. God's word helps us to do what's right and it's given us the wisdom to actually come to salvation. And God's word helps us to serve the Lord, to know Jesus. It convicts our hearts of sin and of unrighteousness as we read his word. And in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, we, we know the scripture says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. With the word of God being read and heard, it renews our mind, it ch changes our mind. Because we have to understand we've been molded, we've been shaped by the things of this world. Our minds have been shaped in such a way that we now need to have a new program, as it were. We need a new way of thinking. We need a new perspective. And that can only happen when we receive the Word of God, when we read the Word of God, when we feed off the Word of God, when we meditate upon the Word of God. It starts to change our mind, change our perspective, changes our thinking. It helps us to look at stuff completely different because the Bible says how we've been, when we get saved, we're translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. So the things that are in the kingdom of darkness is still in our mind, but as we read the word, as we read it, it will change us. It will change our value system. The things that we would say, no, it's okay to do that, but no. God's word starts to 
reprogrammed, starts to change as we meditate, as we study the Word of God. Because the whole thing is, is this. You know when Jesus came on the earth, He was the Word made flesh. And the Bible says He dwelt among us. And He actually came to manifest what God looks like on the earth. So with that, we now need to do the same thing. We now need to manifest what God looks like as we feed on the word. People say, wow, there's something different about you. It's not, it's not, it's not the person. It's God, the word, changing, changing, manifesting. And people will see the difference because it's God in us and the word working in us, working in our mind, working in our actions, working through our vocal cords. People will see, well, why did you react like that when the person's done this? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Well, you know, it's the word of the Lord transforming because it has that power to help bring transformation. God's word is so powerful because as you get to know the word and as you get to know you, you get to know God because the word of God is God's love letter to us all. He's taken, he's not only taken the time to send his son Jesus and die, he's given us a letter to let us know that he loves us and he wants to have fellowship with us and he wants to have communion with us and he wants to show us, listen, this is the way that you're to go. Walk in it. I want to direct you. I want to take that pain away from you. I want you to walk in true joy and happiness. Not as the world gives, but as I give. I want to give that to you. realizing that um, I don't have enough time to continue but I want to pray I want to pray for us that God will really help each of us wherever we're, we're at in knowing him So I'm going to pray this prayer. And I just want you just to open your hearts. Lord, we come before you today. We humble ourselves. Lord, we recognize that we're weak. Lord, we are in great need of your spirit. We come before the throne 
of grace right now to find help in knowing you. Lord, you see where each of us are at. You see where each heart and each life is placed at, Lord, in knowing you. I'm praying that you will touch every heart and every life here and that you will move. Move by your spirit in a special way. Lord, I pray that not one life here under the sound of my voice will leave the same. Lord, that they will leave wanting a deeper, deeper walk. Oh, Father, help us with our weaknesses. Help us, Lord, to put the time in, in knowing you. Help us, Lord, to surrender like your son, Jesus. When it comes to that time, where we have to surrender our all. Lord, please help us. We want to be completely given over to you. Strengthen your people. Strengthen each person. Help each person here. Refresh and encourage. Help each person, Father, in knowing you more. I pray this prayer in Jesus name Amen